Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Catch a bad chick by her toe. If she holler, if, if, if she holler, let her go. She's indecisive. She can't decide. She keeps on looking from left to right. Girl, come a bit closer. Look in my eyes. Searching is so wrong. I miss the you ride. Like the What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 75 of The Locker Room, brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers you precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, so make your testies their besties and get 20% off with free shipping using our code LACA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using our code LACA, L-A-T-K-E. I promise you, your balls well, thank you. We've got a good episode today with Libby Walker, who's a content creator for The Lost Tribe and the host of the Jewish Moms Approved show with The Lost Tribe as well. And since we are on the Jewish Moms Approved topic, I did something a little embarrassing that I'm not proud of this past weekend regarding my mother. And I don't think I could tell the story justicely, or that's not a word. I'm definitely, whatever, scratch that, not justicely. But I won't be able to tell the story as well as she can. So. Without further ado, Karen Lazarus, her locker room debut. She is here to tell the embarrassing story from Friday night. Mom, come here. Okay, hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So Friday night. Why are you cursing? You don't lean into it. Oh, just just talk. Okay. So Friday night, it was like 1230. I had surgery Friday morning. Jonathan comes into my bedroom and gets into my bed. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> like, he's got to be totally, like, annihilated or drunk because I'm saying to him, John, what are you doing in my bed? And he sa I said, go back to your room. And he says, there's too many people in there. And I'm like, what do you mean there's too many people in there? Your girlfriend's in there. Go back to your freaking room. No, there's too many people there. Then I say to him, he sleeps naked. I don't know if you're all aware of that. So like, are you naked? And he goes, yes. And I'm like totally wigged out. He's like freaking just crashed out of my bed. So I'm like, whatever. All right. He's drunk. It's fine. No big deal. He's my kid. It doesn't matter. Five 30 in the morning, he pops up and he goes, what the fuck am I doing here? He had no idea <laughs> at all where he was or what he was doing. But it's weird because he never like slept walking. He never did that ever. I mean, I don't think it's so funny. He yeah, thinks it's funny. Uh, I don't really think it's so funny. I, I wasn't really even that drunk, so that's like the weird thing. I weird. got up to like take a piss, and I all I remember is waking up at like five in the morning. What the? Where the fuck am I? And I was like, I look over, and I'm like in my mom's room, and I just got up naked and walked back to my bed. That that is insane. <laughs> I don't know how she doesn't think it's a funny story. Like everyone that we told was like that. Like Matt. Well, I guess Max was like the first one. Max was like crying for like an entire. <laughs> I'm glad you survived. I mean, there, there, I guess there could have been worse places you could have woken up in. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. But the funniest thing about it is that Ellie had no idea that I was like missing for four hours. She just like slept through the whole entire thing. She just slept through everything. Yeah. What would have happened if you were sleeping at Ellie's house and did that to her mom? You know what? Oh, I, I, that, I mean, it's just really <laughs> I, I, I would. Well, you're not on the podcast anymore. You, you can't keep chiming in. Okay. <laughs> um, I. Yeah, I, I don't think I would ever be able to set foot in her house ever again or look at her family's faces ever again. So I'd probably have to break up with her if that happened. 
Yeah. You wouldn't have made it to two years, which I saw you did just the other day. Yes, we did make it to two years. And, and for people who have listened to this podcast for a long time know that the last time I tried sending Ellie flowers, I failed horribly and sent her a plant that she had to grow herself. <laughs> and this, this time I succeeded and I sent her uh, a nice flower thingy. So kudos to me. Good boyfriend snaps. It shows maturity and growth. I'm really proud of you. Thank you guys. But uh, let's let's dive into the episode a little bit. I feel like we got a lot to talk about, especially sports wise. Um, you know, round two of the NHL playoffs, round two of the NBA. So is Trey Young the best player in the NBA now, or like what's the deal? Uh, he's pretty damn good, right? I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe it wasn't the uh, the Knicks, and it was more so the Hawks are, are loaded. I mean, we'll see how that series plays out. I still like Philly in it. Obviously, you know, so much of it could come down to just Embiid's health over the course of the full series here, but man, Trey young is a great player and we've kind of seen him take that ascension, you know, through the playoffs so far. He's fun to watch. I mean, look, you know, obviously a lot of Nick fans were giving it to Trey young. I love the fact that he, uh, you know, was playing that role of the villain and he embraced it and it made for a really fun series, obviously. And, you know, a lot of people that maybe didn't watch the Hawks didn't realize how good they were playing under Nate McMillan. And now the Sixers are about to find out, you know, just how good this Hawks team is too. Well, the Pacers made a big mistake by firing Nate McMillan from from last season because he was not the problem. But, yeah, I mean, the Hawks were a better team than the Knicks. I think that that was really it. And, I mean, I don't think they're going to beat the Sixers, like you said, unless um, Embiid goes down or someone big goes down. But the Hawks are good, and I think we have to start uh, start putting some respect in uh, in Atlanta. And we are actually recording this right now as these Sixers are 57 to 49 against the Hawks. Eight point game. They can do it, I think. They're, they're, dude, they are probably one of the best, like, mid range shooting teams I've ever seen. That Herbert and uh, Bogdanovich, like, every time they shoot the ball, I just assume it's going in, which for the Knicks, like, I feel like that never happens. <laughs> like, you know, we never assume it's going in when the Knicks shoot, unless it's like Burks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the talent disparity is obvious, and it played out in that right. series. You know, watching Kevin Herter, though, is frustrating in a kind of a funny way. So I went to school with someone named Wolfgang Schaefer, who was the quarterback of Ithaca College when I was there, and, you know, became a, became a friend of mine in college. And Wolf's sister is dating Kevin Herter, who just lit up the Knicks in the playoff series. They met at Maryland together. So, you know, I'm watching the series. I'm like, Wolf, your future brother-in-law is killing my team. And it was kind of a funny dynamic there. But, I mean, the Hawks are good, man. They're a couple years probably ahead of where the Knicks were. They have the star in place, and now they're trying to, Mm -hmm. you know, build around them. And you you hope the Knicks could take that step this offseason to find, you know, another really good young player to pair with Randall, or you make a trade and you kind of blow up, you know, some of the core of this team for a star. They have a lot of options. I think uh, every Knicks fan should be excited you know, for how the season played out. Now you hope that they know what they're doing going forward in the offseason. I think you guys will appreciate this. I was at game three of the Islanders Bruins series, and I tried starting a fuck Trey Young chant in the Nassau, in Nassau Coliseum. But it how'd that go? It didn't pick up. <laughs> well, I tried doing, I tried doing like, like fuck Marshawn or like, you know, Marshawn sucks. And I was thinking that would pick up, but no, nah, Islander fans are too respectful. I find it fascinating that you host a Rangers podcast. You're going to an Islanders playoff game and you're trying to, start a chant against Boston in the NASA Coliseum. I feel like a lot of Ranger fans would hear that and their blood might be boiling as they listen to this podcast. And that's totally fine because I'm not one of those Ranger fans who hates the Islanders. I've talked about it many times on that podcast. I I love hockey and I, I don't hate any team. Like no one like really boils my blood. Like I don't get rattled if a, a team does well. Like good for them. I'm not on the team. I don't give a fuck. Like 
<laughs> like I, I'm, I'm not a player, so why should I really be that invested? I mean, your like, fandom, man. Like I can't, you know, I, I respect players on, you know, the Patriots, but I root for them to lose every single game they play. You know, your, your fandom kind of comes out. Like my friend, just like you, John, huge, huge Rangers fan. He despises the Islanders so much that he's actually rooting for a Boston team, and it, and it, you know, he feels sick having to do it, but he hates the Islanders more. And you know, what? I respect that. I respect that fandom. I respect someone that, uh, you know, hates the team so much they will actually root for another team they dislike just so the team they hate a little more doesn't benefit no it's actually an interesting point because i was trying to figure out which team i was rooting for in this series and i actually i I mean i'm friendly with charlie mcavoy on the bruins which is cool so i want to see him win that'd be awesome but for me like it's so cool seeing everyone kind of rally around the islanders like being from long island so i i kind of want the islanders to go to the stanley cup final but not win like i want islander fans to feel that heartbreak but i do want them (laughs) to like have that journey to the finals and like did you see these li- like i'm not a big live stream watcher but um you know i see the highlights and stuff of like these Borelli live streams and they look they look super fun like it's just a great thing to see long island like kind of rally around a team like there's no other team around here that is has been relevant enough to rally around besides the knicks or rangers and they're both really based out of the city you know the mets and and just the islanders pretty much the only like long island teams truly so it's nice to to see fans kind of you know get rallied up a little bit and uh you know, support, support Long Island. Definitely. There's a, just a connection too to the Islanders when you talk about like local teams, cause they are as local as it gets. I mean, they're playing in Uniondale, New York at the freaking Nassau Coliseum, you know, small arena last season. You know, you mentioned the tailgating at Borelli's and in the parking lot, you know, when the Knicks are good, it, it unites the whole city. Like the Islanders is such a, a niche part of like New York, Long Island's team mm-hmm. that when they're good, it's kind of like a different feel. And I think a lot of Long Islanders that are Islanders fans take a lot of pride in that for sure. Do you think the Islanders close it out on home ice tonight or does Boston win and does it go seven? So we're going to record two takes of this. The first one is right now <laughs> where I say, yes, they are going to close it out. The Islanders, you know, for the second year in a row, same old Islanders. They're going back to uh, the, the conference finals or the semifinals, whatever they're calling it this year in the NHL. And then, all right, that's take one. Here's take two. You know, tough loss in game six, guys, but don't worry. Islanders in seven. But to overall, feel great about this team. Let's go Islanders. Max, I, I look forward to you editing this all together. Thank you. <laughs> Isles in six. They're going to close it out in Boston. And they're, they're going <laughs> to. They're going to close it out at home. And they're going <laughs> to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, Max, you are where it's, it's the second round, right? Yes, I do. I That I did know. I did Just not sure. know that they were. Oh, right. Because Boston had home court or home. he's so cute when he talks hockey it it is funny too because uh one of my friends in our like high school group chat the other day wrote is this is this the biggest islanders game in the last 40 years like people just completely forgot that they were in the conference final last year because it was the bubble like there was yeah no one was able to rally around it it feels different because like last summer i mean they were in a bubble the games weren't at the coliseum obviously and last year was fun it was it was a special run but you know these games were also taking place in the summer it it, it felt weird like obviously you know we're we're talking about playoff hockey games in june here so it's still technically the summer but it feels different with the crowd back in the stands you know it basically feels like a sellout again feels normal so uh it it totally just kind of feels like a different vibe and you look at this islanders team you know they're not this little engine that could that it kind of keeps being put out there nationally they have played more playoff games than any team in the conference besides tampa over the last three years they're in the second round for the third year in a row they get great goaltending they have a hall of fame gm they have a future hall of fame head coach like they're they really are a solid hockey team and they take advantage of their opportunities and you know if you're an islander fan what else can you what else could you ask for given what you had for so long you finally got a real team that gives you a chance to win every night 
Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this for too much longer. But I want to bring up one one point. Yeah. So I don't like. I don't watch hockey, obviously. Now, is it a fair comparison to say when the Islanders are playing the Bruins as a Jet fan, the way you felt when it was the Giants versus the Patriots? Some would feel that way. So I, I, as a Jet fan, I actually have no issue with the Giants because they only play like once every four years. Like, yeah, like there's a rivalry between the fans, but I didn't really have hatred for the Giants like I would, you know, a, a, a different team. So it, it's similar. I, I would say, though, like the Ranger fan, though, it, it's like the biggest rivalry uh, is probably the Islanders, right? So like that's why there's such a level of hate. Not to say that Ranger fans don't have a hate or a rivalry with the Bruins, but I think it's just to a different level, Ranger Islanders, because they play so many times during the year where, the, you know, the Jets and Giants play once every four years. So right. a little different, but similar. I rooted for the Giants when they were in the Super Bowl against New England. Like I'm a big Eli fan, love Tom Coughlin. So it was pretty easy for me as a Jets fan who I was rooting for in those Super Bowls. It had more to do with the fact that you were a fan of Eli and Coughlin than you were just sick and sick and tired of Belichick and Brady. Oh, that was certainly part of it too. You know, I would have, <laughs> you know, if uh, it was maybe a, a different team facing the Giants, maybe I would have, you know, rooted against them perhaps. But I mean, come on, they're facing New England. You can't root for the Patriots. Uh, no. They won enough. So Eli and Coughlin always have, you know, those two rings over Brady and Belichick for life. Max, what's interesting about that though to me is. The fact that like Ranger fans and Islander fans hate each other more than the Rangers and Islanders actually hate each other because in the last 20 years when the Rangers were relevant and doing really well, the Islanders fucking sucked. And the last like five years, the Islanders have been pretty good, pretty consistent, and the Rangers have sucked. So they haven't really been competing for a Stanley Cup at the same time. So once that happens, I think that's when the rivalry will kind of heat back up. But like right now, it's really just like fans, like, you know, Ranger fans throwing it in Islander fans' faces that the last 15 years, the Rangers are so good. Now the Islander fans are starting to throw it in the Rangers' faces. So like, that's really the rivalry. It's not really like on the ice, I feel like. A lot of bandwagoners too. You saw when the Rangers were going to the cup and everyone was all in on the Rangers. And now that the Islanders are good, everyone's like uh, an Islander fan again. You know, I'm all about the diehards who, you know, are with their team through the good and mostly bad times. If you've for you know some of the teams we've had in New York, so you know the Islander fan deserves this. The Nick fan deserves what the the season they just had. So it's you know hopefully some of these teams in New York could start turning things around. We could get back to actually winning things of significance going forward. Yeah, yeah. I think I think just the biggest thing is I, Asman, you're actually a good Yankee fan. I hate Yankee fans, so that's <laughs> why I root against the Yankees when the Yankees are a dumpster fire like they are right now. I am very, I'm a very, very happy man. And <laughs> well, they are I, a dumpster fire right now. You have certainly articulated that point well, Max. <laughs> a little I, the Hawks are down by two now at halftime, just saying. And I don't really like uh, Giant fans. Usually this is when Cappy kind of steps in and does let's do a little Oye Bay action, but um, right now he's playing in a playoff game, actually. So, you know, we're wishing Cappy the best of luck in the ECHL playoffs with the Fort Wayne Comets. He's on a different team now. But um, shout out to Cappy. But let's dive into Oye Bay a little bit. Congrats to him if he wins, and uh, sorry if you lost. You know, I guess by the time this airs, maybe maybe we'll know. I don't know. We should know because the double take tomorrow. <laughs> double take again. The yeah. old double take that will definitely still be left in. Love it. But Asim, why don't you lead us off with the uh, Oye Bay this week? Uh, my oy vey is something that happened with uh, Kevin Durant. So Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets, one of the best players in the league, all that. 
Apparently, he went on a date with Lana Rhodes, who is a former now porn star. You know, I'm sure many of our listeners are very familiar with her work. She's tremendous at what she does or what she did, all that good stuff. So Kevin Durant went on a date with her. And according to Lana Rhodes. Oh, I did hear this. He apparently brought his backup option on the date. You know, the the terminology would be an F buddy, right? (laughs) So apparently, and this is all coming from Lana Rhodes on her podcast, Kevin Durant shows up on a date with a third woman who was supposed to be like the backup option, basically Lana Rhodes explained. And what's amazing about this story is on her podcast, Rhodes claimed the player who was trying to hook up with her invited her and her friends to a game, put them up in the skybox, and then after the game, they all went out to dinner, and she became uninterested in Durant after he brought along another girl. Now, what's funny, though, is on the podcast, she doesn't mention the player, but people did detective work because on the podcast, she mentioned that the player was a Libre or a Libra. I don't know what the what the, you know, the, the, the Zodiac the Zodiac yeah. signs are. Libra, <laughs> I believe it is. L-I-B-R-A. Yeah. And if you look at the Nets roster, the only player that's a Libre or a Libra, I don't even know how to say it, is Kevin Durant based on his date of birth. So you had Internet detectives figure out that the Nets player on the date with former porn star Lana Rhodes that brought a backup date was none other than Kevin Durant. So it was a pretty funny uh, Internet story. But to that, I say, oy vey, Kevin Durant, you can get any girl you want. You really need to go for Lana Rhodes with backup. If it doesn't work out, just just bring in the backup after that. I, I didn't really understand why KD felt he needed the backup. But look, he's Kevin Durant, and uh, he, he's he's good at what he does. There's no doubt about that. I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. And my mom actually sat here and made a face at that whole story. That was pretty funny. But um, any guy would do that if they could. A backup option? Yeah. I, I, I think, what, you don't think so? No. I think any guy... Any guy who had the ability to bring a backup date option in case they like fucked up with the first with one them? would do it. I don't think they'd not with them. I, oh, I not like, well, I, I, like he's an idiot for letting her know. But like, if I like had to like hide her in like a different room in the restaurant or something like that, well, would be... <laughs> it was obvious. It was just the three of them on a date. Like, it, like you know, you're you're telling Lana Rhodes you're going on a date with her, and then the friend shows up, and it's it, at, at dinner. There's three people there. It's it doesn't make any sense. And he voiced it. He said, like, she's here in case. So I will read you the quotes from the podcast. Yeah, here. So Rhodes says she left in the middle of the dinner because the date was boring and she didn't have chemistry with the player. Quote, we ended up leaving dinner, not because of that situation, because at that point you're already friend zoned. I don't give a bleep who you're talking to. The date was really boring. I don't want to be mean, but me and this guy just didn't click. And I'm like, what's your favorite this? What's your opinion on this? And he was like, I don't have opinions on anything. I don't have favorite anything. And he was serious and wasn't just saying that bleep to shut down the conversation. He's not spicy enough for me. So that also kind of fits Kevin Durant's personality. If you see any of his Twitter bios or social media handles, it always mentions in his bio, I do me, I I do what I want and I chill or something like that. Like, and I think Kevin Durant's uh, Twitter cover photo, I believe is something about how he's anti small talk. It says, I hate small talk, what you want. So it fits the description of Kevin Durant. Yeah. The date of birth matches KD, and KD, you know, he needed a backup option on his date with Lionel Rhodes. Yeah, I, I, that's a great story, though. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> that's that's. I don't even know, Maxie. What do you have this week? I don't know if I could say it. Yeah, I'll say it. <laughs> um, actually, I'll do this. Um, I was at a 
at my buddy's birthday party and it was basically kind of like a pool party. I saw you playing pool basketball. Yeah. So like we obviously we were drinking, we were all we were all having a good time. And all of a sudden we break out into a three on three full contact pool basketball game in the middle of the pool. And the next morning I was so sore. Like <laughs> It, like I played golf the next day and it like when I was at the range, like just taking swings, like my sides were killing me. Like it was just absolutely brutal. I was like trying to act like I was a kid again and just wasn't wasn't clicking. Nope. You sound like an old man. Yeah. My dad, my dad gets sore playing horse. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. I'm not, I'm not even joking. <laughs> uh, horse but, is a challenging game. I mean, you you know, it, it it takes a toll on you physically, but also mentally. You know, a lot of pressure on you to hit your shots to not spell out horse, especially when you have HOR and says everyone says you're a whore. Yeah, those jokes. When when does that bit. die? Never. When, when, you, when do you grow out of that? No, you keep making them. Though that those that's like the transition naturally into dad jokes. I actually, I, I would love to like sit in on a family playing a game of horse and like see if someone makes that comment. And within the game, what I think. The, oh, my mom said you never heard that before because you don't. I play think. Horse I think the funniest ones are going to be like when you're playing ping pong. You know, it's just like seven, seven ser- serving zero. You're not my hero. Like when they rhyme those. I've never heard that one. It's yeah. like it's in uh, the the funniest skit of it is in Everyone Loves Raymond. Uh, I don't. I, yeah. Shout out to Roy Rosegarden. I love him. Yeah. Great guy. Um. I'll go into mine. Mine is just short and sweet. Bo Burnham, one of the funniest comedians out there, put out a new special on Netflix. I won't talk about it too much. I know you guys haven't seen it, but just pure genius, man. He was in a room by himself, shot the entire thing alone, did the entire production, like literally did everything by himself in a single room for an hour and a half special. And it's fucking hilarious. Like just, yeah, it's a must watch. So that's all I'm going to say. Literally, literally a must watch. Oh, I have a bonus. Oy vey. What is it? Anyone complaining about the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather ah, fight? Great take by Jake Adams. After they, if you bought it, you don't have a right to complain. I made the analogy on the radio. That's like going to McDonald's and complaining that the food quality is not a Roots Chris. What are we doing here, people? You know what it is. Both guys made lots of money. Logan Paul could say he didn't get knocked out. Floyd doesn't really care because he just probably made a hundred million bucks in you know about an hour of his time. And uh, a lot of people complaining and unhappy that it wasn't real. It wasn't a true boxing fight. And to that, I say, what did you expect? Oy vey. It's a great take. I, I really want Twitter. I saw it today. Monday. I, I didn't even watch it. I knew exactly what it was going to be like. Oh, it was great. I love I uh, the Aspen Twitter rants. No, I'm saying I didn't watch the fight. Oh, the fight. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. I wasn't well, money. you guys missed out on, a, on, on quite the spectacle. I, I don't regret not watching it, but uh, sorry. you didn't miss much. I didn't pay for it either. But anyone who doesn't know how to illegally stream something nowadays in 2021, where you been? I mean, come on. Before we go into the interview with Libby Walker, I do want to take a second to talk about one of our sponsors, Underdog Fantasy. For Best Ball Mania 2, they are coming off a huge rookie season. The expectations for Underdog Fantasy sophomore season are sky high. They're answering the call with the biggest best ball tournament ever. Best Ball Mania 2 has $3.5 million prize pool with $1 million and $1 to first place. The biggest prize ever awarded in a best ball tournament. No waivers, no trades, no setting lineups, just drafting. Get over to underdogfantasy.com or download the app in the App Store or Play Store and take your shot at $1 million. 
Be sure to use our code LACA, L-A-T-K-E, LACA, when you sign up. It's a lot of fun. Great way to watch sports with your friends. Great way to interact with your friends. And just an overall safe way to sports bet. So go over to Underdog Fantasy, use our code LACA, and have a good time with that. Um, I do want to send it over to Libby Walker. You guys are going to enjoy this interview. She is a pretty funny girl. She does a great impression of a Jewish mother, so I'm sure a lot of you guys relate. But you guys ready to kick it over? Yeah, let's do it. This girl grew up in the Upper West Side in New York City and was bat mitzvahed at Sheriff Israel. She is a content creator for our friends over at the Lost Tribe. Welcome to the locker room, our friend Libby Amber Walker. And do, do you go by Libby Amber Walker or is it just Libby Walker? No, Libby Walker was filled on TikTok, but okay. I'm happy to go by Libby Amber Walker and be a little more original. My initials do spell out law. So it goes with the whole Cheryl shtick. Uh, now mm -hmm. we want a boy who does the law school, you know, doctor, lawyer, rabbi, those boys, they really slay. So it works. It works with the shtick. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're not like the biggest TikTok fiends. It's kind of just like our morning poop routine. But so we do, you know, we see you <laughs> when, we're, when we're pooping in the morning, but uh, you got to explain what how the whole- lovely sight. What a Thank you, boys. Thank yeah. you both. No, but but it's actually funny that Laz brings that up because that's got to be seventy five percent of yeah. when, when when at least guys look at TikTok. Hundred percent, and I can say that I happily look at it from my bed. <laughs> I was gonna say like I tell like uh, like all my friends who are on TikTok, whatever that I follow. If you get a like or a notification from me, like I'm usually just on the toilet. So keep that in mind next time. I, I like one of your I videos. Absolutely will. <laughs> I, I really want to keep track of your bathroom time. So, thank, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, you, you do got to tell us how Cheryl Cohen came to be because it's it's not, I feel like, uh, typical that someone like plays like a character on TikTok, right? Like you're right. somewhat acting out on TikTok, which is like very unique. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. I <laughs> definitely wanted to be different and do mm -hmm. something that wasn't really seen before. If we backtrack a little bit, I graduated from a BFA at University of Buffalo acting mm -hmm. degree acting degree 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 one <laughs> we're rolled with the punches good. um so i graduated with an acting degree i realized my last two years i was really interested in the business side i had worked within talent management um worked as a talent agent in a casting office interested in modeling business so i kind of really understood the business and wanted to stick with that i was ready to get a job within that field and March comes around. I spend my last semester with Alan Zweibel, who is one of the original mm -hmm. SNL writers. And he wrote a play called Bunny Bunny that we were working on in class. And essentially, the play got canceled because there was this thing called a panorama. Um, and all my interviews as well got canceled. And instead of kind of being upset about it and knowing the creative person that I am, I was like, you know what, let's let something be my project. How about TikTok? So I get on the phone with my Jewish mother. It's Passover cleaning time. I'm stuck in Buffalo, didn't come home. I was like, this is great. You know, I get to kind of live alone, mm -hmm. classes online. It's kind of not the best situation, but hey, 
my mom's in New York City and I'm not. And I'm just <laughs> I love my mom. Um, and so I get on the phone with her and she's like, oh my God, Libby, what are we going to do? The Zooms are passed <laughs> over the Seders. You're not going to be here. Oh my God, you're six hours away. I don't know how to use Zoom. Grandma doesn't know how to use Zoom, blah, blah, blah. And so I was just like, oh my God, like this is pure comedy. And so I just grabbed my phone in like a messy bun and I just did a random video, Jewish moms on Passover this year. And I was like, oh, go forth, the Zoom, the this, the can't invite the Cohen's or the Ashkenazis. I'm in a meeting right now. <laughs> I'll call you back. Wait, is that your mom? <laughs> Where's my boyfriend? Oh, well, that's, that's staying in the episode, so yeah. just so you know. If that was your mom, I'm not going not gonna, not gonna to cut that. No. <laughs> You're choosing us over your boyfriend, just so he knows. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, okay, so long. I, I, I just, you had to answer it. So it would go away from the computer. No, yeah, I got you. Pop got you. Up. It just took me out of the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Would you believe the technology these days? <laughs> um, so my editor keeps telling me, by the way, I have to say, I have to stop saying the word ridiculous. I continue to say it. That's common. I think, it, I think it's fun. He's like, ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. It's like an inside joke. <laughs> um, so I basically posted this video in a messy bun, like randomly. I didn't really care. And it kind of did well. So then I did another one, like Jewish moms in quarantine. And then people started reaching out to me and they were like, this is really funny. Do more. I was like, I don't know how much more I got. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I ended up having a lot more than I, you know, thought I did and coming mm -hmm. up with a schedule of posting and just you know doing it for fun from school ended up having to go home early passover comes along i get a dm on instagram tiktok mentioned you in an instagram story i was like what <laughs> i was like i just woke up i'm reading this wrong no like tiktok sure enough did post my video mm -hmm. wait there's a tiktok account on instagram TikTok verified okay. posted my first video on their Instagram story. And they were like, haha, Jewish moms, something for Passover. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's and really cool. Was, yeah, exactly. So so that in itself kind of took me there. Mm -hmm. The class from from Alan that I was taking, you know, was so inspiring because I didn't I didn't mention this, but the class instead of the play just getting canceled, it turned into comedy lessons from the expert. So I was kind of learning how to be a comedian, how specific things works, timing, mannerisms, you know, it was almost like I led myself up to this point, but had no idea. Mm -hmm. And then brands started reaching out to me and I was like, why do you want my address? <laughs> why, why do you want to send me something for free? There must mm -hmm. be a catch here. Right. So I didn't understand that, you know, it was doing so well. And I realized even as an intern, I was making more from one video than I was a day as an intern. And I was loving it everything that I was doing, getting sent this, that, whatever. And then Lost Tribe and I connected. And so from there, we were talking. I figured maybe I'd do a few, a few videos for them on their page. And they're like, crazy idea. How would you like to have your first show and be part of this content creator network? Like, we would love for you to be the guinea pig. And I was so scared of the idea of having a show. Mm -hmm. I was like, me talking for more than 60 seconds? <laughs> My ideas are great, but like they're going to be repetitive after a while. I have like a whole creative team that writes and sits down with the content with me. And then I kind of like improv it during the actual videos alone because everything, you know, everyone's running on a different time right now. Everyone's mm. 
living all over the world when it comes to Lost Tribe. Yeah. So that's that's a story, ideally. Uh, that's a great that's a great story for sure. And I think like the whole Cheryl Cohen like bit is just so like it's it's such a good like market. I mean, even like my friends back in the day, like when they would come over my house, like just like the stupid shit my parents would do, they would make fun of constantly. And like they would make sure to like want to sleep over my house, like just waiting for me and my parents to argue and stuff like that. And that was the thing. I I was like the class clown in the sense where I'd be like, oh, like wasn't that funny? <laughs> and people would be like, no, that wasn't funny, Libby. Like you're trying to be funny. But the second I'd be like, ah, man, my mom's calling or like, love you, mom. Um, <laughs> or, no. you know. My mom called me 12 times during my Hebrew class and thought I was dead. Like people would mm. crack up. Like they would just think it was so funny. It was the way I would deliver it. And the, also just the fact that I could understand from other people. And, you know, my mom's great. Like she, she loves everything about the character and, and she's involved too. Cause sometimes we like think about content together or she'll be like, Hey, I might've said the last line, but Hey, like, you know, <laughs> where did you get this content from? Well, you mentioned it's it's so cool. You got like your own group of like basically content creators you can kind of like bounce off of and kind of like your own little team and stuff. Have you guys like, I mean, I think you guys need like somebody else to come out who's like a grandpa who basically cut, like makes like the old dad, the old dad skits, you know? This is I mean? his pitch. This is his pitch, Libby. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to do it on the spot right now. Grandpa Cowan. Is that what we're trying yeah. to do over here? Grandpa Cappy. <laughs> <laughs> He's Cappy's our uh he does the good imitations of, of the I, uh, old- I try i try but we've had some we've had some f- like phenomenal people who have done like some pretty cool like impersonations like obviously jared freed does like some really good like mm-hmm. voices and stuff like that but i yeah. think it's amazing oh and that's the other thing my most viral video wasn't even a cheryl video it was me pretending to be janice from friends <laughs> <laughs> singing driver's license yeah, I don't know if I saw that one. I was like, Wait. oh my God, I got my driver's license last week. Just like <laughs> we always talked about. Oh my God. You know? <laughs> so uh, I, I want to throw out a name here. I don't know if you if you know, just because like your whole acting background, stuff like that. Yeah. So my, I call her my cousin. My mom's like closest friend lives we in We all New do that. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, it's like such <laughs> a great, all, right? How common is that? Yeah, we all do that. <laughs> We're all cousins. Your yeah. your cousin. Well, not, not really. Um, <laughs> um jamie glickman have you ever heard the name yeah i think yeah. so well she works in broad she works in broadway right now didn't she work at ramon nyack um she might she might have <laughs> yes, that's way past my <laughs> <laughs> that's past my pit. But look, look her up on instagram i think we directed shows together <laughs> honestly you met you 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 honestly may have look her up on instagram you guys were mutual friends but she's like um she works for we broadway mutual, now and mutual friends is that we said no no you weren't but uh, uh, yeah look her up um we do our homework yeah it'd be so funny just because like and i find it so cool like I, like when she's done with broadway like she's all over social media too and i feel like you, like an acting background is so good for tiktok from like a personality standpoint you know what i mean 100 percent. yeah well i know you mentioned you did want to be a comedian and, and matt matt shaw actually told us that but i know the tiktok thing is kind of, you're just trying to like dive into the whole comedy thing right like i see a lot of comedians yeah. putting their bits on tiktok I, think I never really even remotely thought about that in my life but mm-hmm. i guess every time i talk to anyone i feel like i'm the comedian you know i had a conversation at Dwayne reed about squishmallows with the pharmacist and like we're joking around and the whole line of people is cracking up like i don't <laughs> realize you know what I'm doing in just everyday life. I'm that person that will spark up a conversation with anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And I never really used it 
to my ability from that, from acting, you know, it was the core of characters and everything. But when it became like my life stories, I never thought about using that to my ability for comedy. I actually want to rewind for a second. Also, you mentioned <laughs> Buffalo. Were you in the class of 2020? I was. Oh, you were. So we were all in the, the same graduation class, but I think we're all different ages. Um, 25, Cappy, 26. I'm yeah. 23 next week. I'm 25. I'm 25, 25 still. 25. My bad, Cap. My bad. And happy. Uh, well, by the time this is released, it'll be your birthday. So happy birthday, Lily. <laughs> but well, being in the class 2020, I feel like we almost had the advantage also. Like everyone looks at the class 2020 saying, oh my God, those poor kids. Like it took so long to find a job. Like, you know, I couldn't imagine looking for a job in the pandemic, blah, blah. But I think, like, especially for us with this podcast, like it allowed us to kind of like be a little more creative because there wasn't as much pressure to find a job because nobody had a job. So did you find that the pandemic was almost helpful for this like Shell Crone character where it like it allowed you to use more of your free time? You know, that's so fascinating that you had such a positive light about it. Because when it happened, the two things I did, the two things I was great at were social communication, promotion, and theater. Mm-hmm. That's what two things fell apart, right? So like I was that one person that always had an answer and always knew what I was doing had connections in the city and really was just excited. I was so excited to graduate and work. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was more upsetting because I had this whole vision of what I was going to do. I had had my internship experience the summer prior and I really just loved the life. I was promoting on the weekends. I used to promote too. (laughs) I was working in the office on the week. Mm -hmm. Like at the clubs? Yeah. Yeah, promoting clubs. So it was like from all of my social interactions, because I loved talking to people, you know, that was something that worked. And my plan was always, oh, like, I'm going to do the promoting and the theater and I'm going to be successful doing both. Ha ha. Watch me, you know, like, because everyone like expects the theater kids to be like, hey, I I can't get a bagel today. I got (laughs) to save up or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So. I, I always thought I had a plan. So then when the pandemic happened, I could have sat there and I could have honestly, genuinely been really upset. The only thing that got me out of bed in the morning was my TikTok and doing something with it. Like yeah. that was the only thing. That was the only thing I would do for most days. I wouldn't even just leave the house. I would just sit and write content. And I never had that time before because I would always run from rehearsal to rehearsal, to class, to sorority event, to hang out to whatever i was never even really alone for a long enough period of time to even think of such a thing but people were telling me forever Libby, you have to get on tiktok i was like you're crazy kids are dancing i don't yeah (laughs) Yeah. i don't move and they're like you're funny and i was like funny how funny doing what just figure it out figure what out pandemic happens i figured it out yeah no isn't it crazy to think like sometimes i'm up at night thinking about how different my life would be had COVID not happened. Like what I started be a whole different career for yeah. myself. Like, especially with social media too. And I was, the crazy part is, it was almost a sign because the performing part of me was, was going to be ready to leave mm-hmm. completely. I wasn't really gonna look back. And then everything kind of just happened. No, yeah. And the amount of people I've met from TikTok clubhouse you know all because of kind of knowing that persona like the amount of people that i've talked to from it and because of it it's insane literally right before i spoke to you guys today i'm you guys know the facebook group meet you no 
Never heard of it. No, you got to explain that. Yeah, tell us. Yeah. Tell us. There's this Facebook group. It's called <laughs> University. It's called what? Meet Jew University. Meet Jew University. Never heard of that. Yep. And over 60,000 Jewish people in this group. Wow. And so I became really, really close with the founder. And people, how it works is people would post and they would be like, oh, meet Johnny. Not only does Johnny love the Rangers, Johnny loves long walks in Central Park and blah, blah, blah. Like your friend would hype you up. Yeah. Would comment, DM Johnny at blank. And then they would DM you. And it would be an effective way of communication during the pandemic. And so I became friends with the head of Meet You, Aaron Ramey, great guy. He ended up posting all my TikToks on the page. Now, flash forward a year later, people know me because of this big Facebook group where he would post. And so we, he was the first guest I had naturally on Jewish Mom Approved, mm -hmm. you know, because we've been so like this. And now I'm a moderator for Meet You and helping represent New York City there. So definitely check it out. But so I was on a call with someone who's one of the Meet You moderators. We were FaceTiming and she was like, I just can't believe, you know, you're Cheryl Cohen, like we're on the phone. Like, <laughs> like that's so weird. And she's like, my boyfriend loves you and my brother loves you. So she adds her boyfriend to the FaceTime and her brother to the FaceTime. And they're all cavelling like, oh my God, it's Cheryl Cohen. Like the fact that people know me for that, mm -hmm. it's just a crazy concept to me. You know, oh, that's amazing. And just like all the all the Jewish people say, it's just a small world. But like, but in this case, it's just a like a beautiful thing that you formed a friendship for that, you know, like, absolutely, definitely gonna be joining that Facebook group as soon as we hang up this call. That's you sure. have to. Yeah, I yeah, can't have believe you don't know about it. I feel no, like I'm educating. Are you guys single? No, no. neither of us are. <laughs> Maybe so, that's why we're not in it. Max <laughs> definitely knows about it. He just has. He's been holding holding us back from it. All yeah. right, some nice Jewish boys who are taken. Otherwise, you know, I'd hide you up a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But... Locker room, very cautious situation. <laughs> you got to hype us up with the with the founder, though. We'd definitely love to have him on sometime for sure. Oh, talk hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, um, no, no, go. Sorry, sorry, guys. Um, I saw some of your content. I was looking at it uh, earlier, and like, were you in a sorority or frat? Because I saw some of your content like before the Jewish stuff was like frat shit. It was pretty funny. Were you in a sorority or frat? So I'm gonna. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> yeah, she's not in a fraternity. No, no, no. Wait, let me answer. I was in a fraternity. Let's be really? honest. Like, I really no. I was in a sorority. I spent ninety five percent of my time with a fraternity, and with multiple. Most of my friends in college were in frats and like still are like i think i i talked to more of my frat friends than like sorority friends and i had friends who weren't in greek life but yeah because i'm friends with a lot of like guy friends i understand the nature of those conversations i watched mm -hmm. them firsthand one of my friends even called me last night like libby like were you watching me like is that why you said that line like that was definitely me and i was like <laughs> look like it was a lot of you you know what i mean mm -hmm. so um, but definitely was in, I was in DeFi, loved it at University of Buffalo. So shout out to DeFi. Um, but I just, I happened to spend a lot of time with the fraternities too, like late hours, like after hours. I'm sure you guys had in college as well. My girlfriend oh, yeah. was in the same sorority at Florida, DeFi. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Well, honestly, that shit's crazy. But like, I feel as though. Um, from like a fraternity sorority standpoint, I feel like how were you able to balance that with your acting shit? I feel like as act like like as like so you're gonna think I'm crazy. You're gonna no, 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 because because like as a hockey player, like I would never think to get in a private sorority. Like it'd just be too I much. Would. I would if I could. <laughs> you okay. could, but that's what I'm saying. You couldn't. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm crazy. I like to add a lot of things to my schedule. It sustains me. It makes me feel good. It's almost like serotonin for me to have a lot of different things going on. It doesn't really stress me out. It's fun. It's something to look forward to. That's why when the pandemic happened, it was like, oh my God, so much free time. I don't know what to do with myself. Um, so I would like wake up. I didn't drive. So I would be on campus from like 9am to 5pm do some class, have lunch, do some homework in between, try to finish it before, then have rehearsal from 6.30 to 10.30, then go home, change, and go to the mixer for the night. Wow. That's a lot. Then wake up the next day and, you know, still manage to do well in school. And I, I think also just I was the same person in high school. I was a mm -hmm. part of the drama club. I was part of three different theater groups. I was on a TV show on like in high school on Fox five called teen kids news. I saw that actually. I saw a clip of that. Did you post that somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that. And I, so I got to do that. I was just doing so much. So I kind of just knew how to have a social life, but also knew how to get the work done. Mm. Um, and I, you know, did spend less time when I was actually cast in shows, but I managed my schedule, I think to, I don't know, make it work. No, you did. It takes a, it takes a specific breed to balance all that. It's a Gemini thing. I'm telling you, it's a Gemini thing. Oh no, we're not, not with the horoscopes again. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm also super curious. I know you mentioned that you didn't like see yourself during a talk show, but we've obviously seen some of your content with lost tribe and with Jewish mom approved. Can you tell us like what, like what the theme of like the theme of that must be pretty hard though. Now, like we're trying to figure out, we actually have some questions coming up for you about yeah. what a Jewish mom would approve of us, but you know, we struggled in the beginning with keeping it Jewish themed and, um, you know, there aren't so many things you can do with it. So how do you keep, you know, improvising and making it better and better and better each week? So I think the biggest thing, like I said, I'm very grateful to have a team of people who are just so on it all the time. So shout out to Lost Tribe and everyone who's helped with the show. Um, I think what's been so great about it is I'm a creative person in the sense where when I get excited about something, I don't let it stress me out. I get inspired more. So like, even just like, let's say I'm staring in my room and I'm looking at the TV. I'm like, oh my God, Jewish mom watching TV. Or I'm staring at my lights. I'm like, Jewish mom puts up Christmas lights in child's room and yells that they're Christmas lights, right? Like I just came up with that on the spot. Or like, you know, Jewish mom is sick of things on the floor in her child's bedroom. So it's just like, taking from what you know or what's there for you and just making it funny. Mm -hmm. Part of what makes it so fun is the improv of it. So if I just put myself in random situations, I know Cheryl enough in my head at this point to know how she would react. Yeah. And I'm actually kind of curious, did you take like Cheryl from like an actual person? Like do you okay. know your mom named Cheryl? So in the second video I posted ever, Jewish mom in quarantine. I'm like spraying like Lysol in the mirror and like yelling <laughs> at my daughter. And I'm like, don't eat the challah and whatever. And then I'm like, Cheryl Cohen. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like it just, just like came, came out. out. Yeah. <laughs> it just came out of my mouth. And then I did like a speed dang video. And then I was like, wait, what if I just make this character Cheryl Cohen? And then psh, mind blown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's how it happens. And then name, I didn't think though when I started, I did not think that the name would stick like it did. Like when people see me, they're like, "How's Cheryl? <laughs> How's that Jewish mom Cheryl Cohen thing doing?" Like people, yeah. people, mm-hmm. there was a ring to it almost. Yeah, no, you might have to change your name. Out of the tongue, like I wish I could say there was more of a process to coming up with the name, but it just happened in thin air. It's gonna be a big mouth character soon enough. Let's hope. <laughs> I can I can 100 see yeah. it. But we usually do a segment on the podcast called the Matzah Ball Minute Questions. Love. But we're now making it. Would your Jewish mom approve more of? What would your Jewish mom approve more That's of? Amazing. All right. Just for you. Limited yeah, edition. Very clever. Limited edition. So we'll start you off. So would your Jewish mom approve more of you sneaking into a rated R film or stealing from 7 Eleven? This is Cheryl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sneak into the film. Okay. Sneak into the film. And, you know, hopefully you'll see something a little bit more kosher than stealing. I don't do stealers. Next one. Would your Jewish mom, would Cheryl approve more of a hockey player or a football player? Well, dating, dating. Dating. A hockey player or a football player? You know, either way, the players, okay? (laughs) At least the hockey players could do a little bit better on the ice, okay? Maybe they can uh, answer questions faster if I press them. (laughs) Would Cheryl approve more of getting caught with a fake ID or a fake vaccination card? Oh, you know, this is very on the interesting side. <laughs> you know, if my daughter's doing the fake ID situation in a kosher manner and she's meeting nice Jewish boys out of it that are within her age range, I'll allow it. <laughs> the fake vaccination card's a real thing now. I know, right? That's so weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last one for you. Would Cheryl approve more of eating a laka with ketchup or sour cream? Ketchup? Ketchup. Yeah? Yeah, you know, to be honest with you guys, I'm not a laka with anything type person. I'm just eat the laka. Mm-hmm. I'm not really like a sour cream vibe, but like if I had to dip in anything, I would do ketchup. Yeah, that's wow. what I always say. I get shit on. The first of many. Yeah, the first one. Wait, but I got a question for you guys that I usually ask people on my show. This one is so important. Okay. Is a bagel considered a sandwich? Well, that's a loaded question. Yeah. Because you can make it a sandwich. sandwich. You get a breakfast sandwich, and a breakfast sandwich can be a bagel. Guys, really disappointed. I mean, the bagel itself is not a sandwich. Think about it. You're with your friends. They say, let's get sandwiches. Nice, innocent offer. You come out with a bagel and cream cheese? No. no, You come out with a bagel and turkey? Disgrace. Your friend is asking for sandwiches. That's like Subway, Lenny's type vibe. You shouldn't be getting a bagel. If you get a bagel, that's no longer considered a sandwich. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. For sure, in that sense. But, like, you can make a sandwich with a bagel. That's a different question, I guess. No. No one should be doing that. Bagels are specific things. I used to... I used to put a hot dog on a bagel. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, is a hot dog a sandwich? That describes Johnny to a T. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I, I think so. It's in between bread. Yeah. Anything anything in between bread is a sandwich. Love that. Yep. Yeah, that's just the but fact. It doesn't really separate. It's like in the middle. Even English muffins, if you put something in between it, is a sandwich. <laughs> I actually See, I don't think that. I think it's just an English muffin. It is a separate entity. 
don't know. It's a separate entity, but then when you put stuff in between it, I think like, it's just a curse to say <laughs> that a bagel is a sandwich in Judaism. And, like I think Hashem would be upset. I think in <laughs> modern day commandments, Hashem would say, "Thou shall not." call a bagel a sandwich i agree I, I feel like we could argue this for hours <laughs> you, should make a, you should make a t-shirt with that that should be your new yeah word. that should be a, a slogan a sandwich <laughs> yeah libby just to wrap things up we like to ask one final question a little deeper just to get to to know you a little on a deeper level but if you can go back and give the 15 year old version of yourself advice what would you tell her 15 year old libby oh, freshman God. in high school freshman in high school first day of high school i fell down the steps way down. <laughs> So <laughs> that's good. Um, in high school, I used to break a lot of bones and I used to, I think I, I still had a very like open personality. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Um, I still had a very open personality in high school. Um, so I would say just don't be afraid to be more extra. Like don't, don't downplay yourself at all. Like just like have fun with it and like, hold a camera around more often <laughs> get those moments what do you mean by breaking a lot of bones you mean like how else could she explain that both 20 <laughs> bones going up <laughs> currently i have a strained meniscus people used to call me limpy walker <laughs> oh no i, like I kind of like that it has a nice well, no, i it. thought it was like a like metaphor that. for like she was like how is a metaphor for like, breaking like, bones like, too, like like she was too like um outgoing <laughs> No I love more, like genuine honesty. I <laughs> break everything, come to class with the new sling, this, that. And then my gym teachers would hate me and they would think that I made it up. Yeah. You know? And mm. I was like, no, really call my doctor. I have problems. <laughs> <laughs> like I have a low bone density, but no, I would, I would just tell myself to make, make more jokes out of like shitty situations. Like have fun with it. Yeah. No, I love that. I, I try to pride myself on that as well. Like something goes wrong. What are you going to do? Like just fucking move on. I'm like queen of taking the worst things that happened to me and making like jokes about them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got, it's got, it's got if you but, ever need that guys, if something bad is ever happening to you, maybe DM me and I will make a better video about it. Or if you and your mom <laughs> are fighting, I can recreate the fight and then you can send it to your mom and be like, Oh my God, weird, ironic. Same thing. <laughs> You should start charging people for that. Like, like mom, I, mom, I got you a Mother's Day present this week. <laughs> Remember that fight we had two weeks ago? Yeah, well, look. <laughs> it's like cameo, but better. Yeah, yeah. It's got, got 100,000 on TikTok. Um, Libby, I want to thank you so much. This is so fun. We're obviously going to be in touch with, you know, us and Lost Tribe and everything in between. We got a lot of connections. I feel like you're kind of a part of the locker room family now as well. So we want to thank you. Um, thank and you guys so much. We look forward to the morning poop content. <laughs> Wait, you better, well, I'm I, 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 I feel a big stomachache tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Libby, so much. This was great. Thank you, guys. I want to thank our dear friend Libby Walker once again for coming on. A lot of fun to talk to her, and she does a great job with the Lost Tribe, who we are also close friends with. They got a great thing going on over there with their Jewish content creator network.
Super fun to talk to Libby and super fun to hear her impersonation actually like in a one-on-one setting. Um, we've obviously watched a lot of her TikToks and a lot of her videos and she's super creative with the Jewish mother thing because obviously, you know, we all can relate to everything a Jewish mother kind of does. We all grew up with them or at least most of us did, but she definitely crushes the Cheryl Cohen impression. Um, I also do want to take a second to talk about our sponsor, Mindset Wellness CBD. They are a brand new full spectrum CBD company infused with terpenes and vitamins that can provide an all natural anxiety relief. Anyone who listens to this podcast knows that my favorite gummies are the happy gummies. I take them almost every day. They put me in the best mood. I took two right before this recording. And as you can tell, I'm smiling from ear to ear uh, as my mom actually is sitting right across from me. But uh, a great gift to get for your dad on Father's Day, which is right on the corner. So use our code LACA10 for 10% off plus free shipping at MindsetWellnessCBD.com. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Usually Cappy's here to, to join me, but he's playing the playoffs right now, so we wish him the best of luck. Everyone stay tuned. We've got a great episode coming next week. Have a great weekend.